Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on You Got This. And you today, this. finally, we have Pastor Maria with us. Hey, everybody. Nice I am to so see you. I'm so glad to have you on this episode. Uh, just because what we're about to talk about mm-hmm. today, you and I have uh, both wor- walked on these journeys, of course, separately. You yes, with your husband, myself course, with my wife. Yeah. And people are probably thinking, what are they going to talk about? Yeah, what is the big um, But deal? we are going to talk about actually one of the biggest issues with humans, mm-hmm. uh, something that we all struggle with and that we all deal with or that we are become good at. Sure. Uh, we are going to talk about finances today. The big money question. The F word. The F word. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, again, uh, just even in the scope of marriages, mm-hmm. you know, money or money problems is really sometimes the big ruination of Absolutely. many marriages. Yes. So I think you and I both understand from our respective marriages that mm-hmm. being able to deal with finances, talk about them is an important matter. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there is like a lot of guilt and shame that's baked into money. Mm-hmm. And as a church, you know, we do. We talk about giving. And I think that a lot of times whenever we talk about giving, a lot of people like they feel guilty, they feel condemned, they feel like we're talking directly to them. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that we lack sometimes uh, talking about the debt aspect. Mm-hmm. It's a hard topic, though. I don't, right. I think it's good to talk about it publicly, but that's why we have the podcast so that we can kind of zoom in, sure. talk about it a little more personally than in a sermon. Mm-hmm. But today we are going to talk about debt, uh, healthy finances. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, giving people little tidbits to help them out. And I think that we're all very much aware we are living in times that are straining. Absolutely. And so that is having an impact on just about everyone. And Mm -hmm. we realize that even for all of the people that are viewing or listening, this is a difficult time. And so kind of when we round this off, um, even if some of the topics are complicated, difficult, please understand we're there to help you. Right. We want to walk with you through this journey. We even offer a class here. It's actually your husband that teaches yep. it. He does yeah. an excellent job. He does. He loves um, it. And, He's passionate And we're not trying it. to sell that class or anything, but really some we have I'm people here it. that are, yeah, sell it, <laughs> that are willing to help you. Um, but we know, as I've said, uh, finances is a complicated issue. Yeah. There's a lyric to a song. You know, again, I'm like a child of the 80s and the 90s. Yes, rock Lauren on. Hill. She says in one of her songs, it's funny how money changes situations. I love that you just quoted Lauren Hill. I know. She's like my favorite artist of all time. She is. And so that good. album was like ideal. Yes. I mean, that the like Miss Education of, of Lauren, Lauren Hill. Hill. It defined our <laughs> teenage years. And so that Set like lyric stage. and lyrics like that, it's like, Money is a game changer for yes. people. It makes and breaks relationships. Mm-hmm. It makes and breaks uh, people's job, even their relationship to things like the church or organizations yeah, they're a part of. Yeah. It's a very touchy subject. I think it's it's a very practical thing. And yeah. so in one sense, we can really separate it from religion and uh, spirituality. But the reality is, is it's as practical and pragmatic as money and budget and finances are. Yeah. It's so emotionally tied to us. So, so many emotions come up when it comes to money, whether it's the way you were raised, your heritage, what you want to leave. I mean, it's just such a touchy subject. So it's difficult. It's difficult to broach in the church. I mean, it's a taboo subject in general that you're really not supposed to bring up with people. Um, So it's it's interesting. It's interesting to talk about it today. And I think for myself, just to kind of give everyone that backdrop, because we both said we've both been on journeys, even with our spouses. And what are we saying in that? Well, my wife and I, and many of you know that we both come from single parent households. Mm -hmm. My wife, because of uh, her father's death, myself, because of the divorce of my parents. 
And so in that, we both had to watch single mothers really try to get by on very minimal means. So mm-hmm. if you're a single parent out there, like I really, my heart goes out uh, to you. Yeah, It's uh, not easy. But mm-hmm. also, I know um, growing up in your household, like your family, they were business owners. But people have a lot of misconceptions about that because it's not right. always rainbows and unicorns either. Yeah. And not that we have to get into every detail of our parents' lives. I don't think that that's yeah. the good thing. But uh, it wasn't ideal. No, and I think what makes my husband and I also very similar is that we came from immigrant households. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, my parents, uh, both of us, well, my husband's actually not first generation. I'm a first generation American, but we came from like households of parents that moved yeah. to the United States and were trying to really achieve that American dream. So you're, they're really hustlers, all Absolutely. of them. Yeah, like really, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so there was nothing like set up. They came here to set it up for themselves. No. And really, one thing too that I admire so much about my husband's family is I remember they would say out loud all the time, like, this is for you. What do you want no. in this house? We've, we've worked this hard for you. Oh, that's sweet. So even the decisions that they made. No. Um, so again, a very interesting background that we have in no, that. No. Uh, so a lot of cultural things. And again, your history, your background, your family they all do, ties they into do. it. They really do affect it. And yes. For myself, money was, um, my mother grew up very differently than I did. My mom actually, her even though her family were immigrants, they did very well mm-hmm. with that hustle. Um, but then because of our situation, it was tight, you know, yeah. and I knew that I felt that as a child. Right. And so going into my, um, teenage years, young adult years, uh, money, it just felt like someone was strangling me. Mm-hmm. And I knew, like I knew the principles of the Bible and all of those things. Let's just say it did not come easy. Yeah. And then on top of it, you know, I'm called to be a missionary. So then there I am living off of mission support, like killer, right? totally killer. Yeah. I had this one moment, and we're going to talk about some good principles and statistics and all of that, but let me just share this story with you. And I'm sitting at the computer, and there I am, I'm married, and uh, I think we were expecting our first child, and every month when the money would come in, my wife would ask me, you know, oh, like, what do we have? And not to be rude, just Mm -hmm. to know, like, hey, what are we dealing with Mm -hmm. this month? And with the exchange rate and the rent that we had to pay, it was just like not enough money to get through the month. Mm -hmm. And I just did not know what to do because I was like imploding on the inside of, you know, frustration. And I'm just asking God, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, you know, I'm I'm trying to serve you. Like, it felt like, you know, again, you feel like you're cursed when money doesn't go correctly. Right, right. You're already ultimately making such a difficult decision, almost counter to the way you were raised, where it's like things need to be set up. You need to hustle. And now you're completely depending on God. Yes. And it's it not was, about your hustle anymore. It was, it was complicated. Yes. And again, he came through for us. Mm-hmm. But I had to learn. And I remember sitting at that computer one month and the scripture verse really came to me. Give thanks in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, I've got to give thanks that I don't have enough money in the for bank For being right poor. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was sitting there because normally I'd get a headache all day. I'd mm-hmm. get neck pains, muscle tension. My mood would change. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, maybe like... 17 years ago, or a little later than that, I really started to give thanks. And I noticed such a difference. Like maybe the money didn't change every month, but my attitude changed. And we saw God provide over and over and over again. And mind you, there are things we had to work hard for, we had to hustle for, we had to make life and wise decisions for. But I had to learn that I had a deep down issue with money. Yeah, I think that that's a lot of times the stem of the problem is we're hoping that money kind of will work itself out. And so we're we're waiting for money to solve the money problem. And I think a lot of times it's really becomes like 
our posture, our position towards it. Like, how are we using money? What is our relationship with money? And how do we view our finances, our situation? What is our relationship with the Lord when it comes to money? How do we view all those things? And I think when we are intentional about the way we think about it, when we have a thankful attitude, it does shift things because it it alters our behavior. And money, a lot of times, is a behavior problem. Yes. And so in order for your behavior to change, your attitude has to change. Yeah, the heart and that's, attitude. Exactly. Yeah. It really is the first thing that we need to pray about and commit to God. Be like, I don't know how to be at peace with money. I don't know how to make good decisions with money. Uh, whatever, fill in the blank, blank, whatever your situation may be. Yeah. But it really is a heart and a mind issue first. Yeah. And then from there, when you feel like good about that, then you can make healthy decisions. Yeah, because for some people too, like some people think once I get to this certain financial amount mm-hmm. of like making it or getting this money, like then all my problems are solved. Mm-hmm. But I think what many people have found is sometimes the more money you get, the worse off you're becoming. Exactly. In that. Because the, the end goal is not how rich I am, Mm-hmm. But I think that, like you're saying, too, charting out a healthy financial plan right. for yourself has always been God's intention. Really, right. We talk about the principle of stewardship. Yeah, exactly. And stewardship is really being a good um, master mm-hmm. or like a landlord or a landlady mm-hmm. of the things that God has entrusted you right. with. And so there is a process that goes into that. Now, there are some interesting stats and things that I know that you know because yes. you and your husband, you're very diligent in yes. these processes. You're, yeah. You guys are on like a charted plan. We're going to unpack that in a moment. We are, yes. Why don't you share, though, like the average American household, like what are things that they're facing? What are debts that they're dealing with? Yeah, I mean, what's unfortunate about like always trying to achieve the American dream is that (laughs) we are willing to get there at any cost. Um, And so most times it's really at the cost of our own financial stability. So we are willing to take on a lot of debt. So and debt is a difficult thing. Now people have some different philosophies and there's different strategies when it comes to debt. Um, but ultimately, I think when people are wrestling with that and a ve- very real burden is they don't know how to come out from underneath that burden. I mean, no. the mountain of debt that some people live under is a very difficult thing to get beyond, to yeah. feel like you can get out yes. from underneath that rock. So, um, you know, just to give you some information, the average household has um, about fourteen thousand fourteen thousand in credit card debt. So obviously that's average, yeah. Average yeah. American household. So that that's a lot of money. Fourteen thousand is yeah. a lot of money. Student loans, of course, is somewhat of a hot topic, yes. especially yes. now we're in election time. So yeah. even like student loans and how uh, people handle their student loans, that accounts for an average of fifty eight thousand uh-huh. per household. Killer. Auto loans, it's interesting to see how even a car can equate to almost as much money as a four-year education. Yeah. 31000 oh, is. Yeah. is an average household debt. And for mortgages, 202000 um, is the average household debt that, that's for average a mortgage. That's average America, so that's not this particular yeah, area. Yeah, of course, right. Yeah. This is national across the board, not yeah. New England. I would assume probably in New England that's yeah. actually I, yeah, spikes. I think it's like 250, 265. Is like the median, is, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's difficult. And again, if someone, if the average household has all of this debt, So that's hundreds of thousands of dollars to see beyond that, how you can live beyond that or just the stress of it. I mean, debt is you're paying every month. You're not getting away from it. It's not something you can ignore. You're seeing it every month. And how do you handle that? But I think some of the concepts you're even mentioning other Mm -hmm. than I think people can see like credit card debt as real debt. But the other things 
people don't look at it as debt. Right. So yeah. again, it's like I think a lot of people are just struggling to just deal with the actual like month to month sure. and the debt stuff. Yes, yes. Um, let's uh, you know kind of unpack these things. Now mm-hmm. again, I think the biblical principle is trying to live a debt free life. Right. You know whatever that looks like for people. Uh, there are a few scriptures that lend itself to that. Because, again, we want to keep this biblical for you guys, too. So what does the Bible say? Well, Proverbs 22, 7 says the following. The borrower is servant to the man doing the lending. Mm-hmm. Meaning as long as we are indebted to others, like they are our master. Right. Like they come knocking. They're the ones charging interest. So if we can get out of those situations, the sooner the better. And yes. there are ways about of going about doing that. We're going to talk about that. But... In order to do that, you need to kind of restart your system, right. make a plan, and keep to it. And that is the part that is not easy. Right. And so the Bible talks in Proverbs 21.5 about actually making a plan. Mm-hmm. And it says, The plans of the diligent one surely make for advantage, but everyone who is hasty surely heads for want. Mm-hmm. And I think in the consumer society we live in, we mm-hmm. want, we want, we want, and we feel like it's our right. Right to have all of these luxuries. So any ounce of not doing those things feels like denial. Right. You know, I can't do these things. Well, even like commercials, if you listen to it, when you become a little bit more like sensitive to this, so many commercials are like, you deserve this. Yeah. Like give it, you know, you've worked Pamper hard yourself. for this. Yeah. Treat it's all yourself. about, and the reality is, is that's very convenient for someone to sell something to use that rhetoric. Uh, of course. You know, you deserve this. You, you should have it. Yeah. Ultimately that benefits them because they're the one making money off it and i'm not for uh living life without luxuries i think there are people like they're so frugal they don't enjoy life i don't think that's the goal we i think but what you're saying is we need to have a plan there needs to be a purpose there needs to also be an evaluation of like what do i want my uh relationship with money to be do i want to struggle like this my whole life do i want to leave this for families is this the the imprint and the impact i want to have on my children no exactly so that that's a i think that's a very big motivation for my husband and i is we want to set things up so that way our son that we're showing him how to have a healthy relationship with money that's great and ultimately something that will benefit him in the future and set him up for the future which has always been the intent of our families, yes, like we've exactly, said as well. Exactly. And that's great seeing that. Now, one thing, and again, we'll dive into the nitty gritty pieces too. You mentioned like to me earlier before we even sat in here, like the cost of inflation, obviously inflation has gone up. Yeah. But what is the trend then? You were just sharing It's crazy. That with me. So, I mean, yeah, post pandemic yeah. uh, with inflation costs, you know, we're seeing everything is going up. Very often around the dinner table, we talk about like <laughs> what gas prices and what groceries are costing. You know, these are very practical things. Like when it comes down to it, what we're struggling with. So, you know, we're seeing prices of homes go up because there's not enough on the market. Cars are so expensive now because yeah. there's hardly any out there where credit card interest rates are are going up. Yeah. Um, mortgage rates have gone up. Mortgage too. rates are yeah. going up. And so the funny thing is with all of these things going up, the yeah. trend is that consumer spending is also going up. Yeah. So it's not as though people are <laughs> retreating to be like, we can't afford this. It's almost like we see it as a challenge. <laughs> like you're raising this, I'm going to raise you, yeah, yeah. you know? So so it's it's hard because we know that there's going to be at some point like a boiling over because no. we can't do that. We can't We're keep not up with this. exactly. No. And so what is the difficult thing at times mm-hmm. is in order to 
see beyond like your current need. And we talk about just we want to always feel as though we can have what we want without Mm. restrictions. That's the human condition. Mm -hmm. That's the human nature. And that's very normal to all of us that 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 goes across so many different aspects of life. We don't like to limit ourselves. But when we see that there's purpose and reason for it. Mm -hmm. So if you know, my car, I love a new car right about now, Mm -hmm. right? But the truth is cars are very expensive. For me to purchase a car right now when I probably could chug chug it out for a little bit longer, but it would be a better better for me ultimately in the long run Mm -hmm. that I'm not purchasing a car right now. It's like denying myself that for the purpose of being in a better place later on. Sometimes the difficult decisions that we have to be willing to make. No, exactly. And again, let's kind of get down to the pile, you know, the pile of debt. So here we are in life, you know, Mm -hmm. we're trying to get by. We've got this pile of debt around us. Um, It's not an unfamiliar process. Yeah. Uh, For us, it wasn't necessarily the pile of debt. It was more like um, just coming from households. We we didn't have enough. We we Mm -hmm. and I mean enough. I'm I'm being very honest. It was really bare minimum Mm -hmm. and, and below bare minimum. So we had to kind of learn how to climb out of that life. Yeah. That's a whole different podcast in and of itself. Yeah. You and your husband, I think you both, and I admire you both for that, have very practical tips. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you, I lived overseas for quite some time. It's a different world. Mm-hmm. Um, you, here you both are in the United States. You get married, and you all of a sudden realize in the midst of a lot of different scenarios going on, you've got to make a solid plan. Right. And so you both had to really like flip the script Mm -hmm. for yourselves, for your family, for your future. How did you start? What does that process look like? And if you, and you don't, like I said, don't, you don't have to share every nitty gritty, but help us like kind of through this process. What's a good way to start climbing out of debt? I think you have to look at your finances is the first thing. I'm someone that just, I don't want to know. I don't like to look in the bank (laughs) account, especially now with online banking. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, you could be just very oblivious to where you really are financially. So not seeing money, not seeing Yeah, just like pretending that there's, it's somewhere over there, but, and there will be enough, but. I believe as an Italian, like we all have the gift of denial. (laughs) Like you have the spiritual gifts, the gift of denial is a gift. Yeah. So apparently your gift was also the gift of denial. Yeah, I just didn't want to know about it and so my husband was like nope we really need to take a look at our finances and so we did and so really the first thing was like we we wrote down on a piece of paper how much debt we actually had and that was scary okay so we literally looked at it straight I mean, like, on how was that for you like going from denial to a place I of mean, actually like looking at i hated the it and i will tell you one <laughs> one point where for me it really was uncomfortable is i wanted to buy a house mm-hmm. i was ready to get to that stage in our life where we were buying our own home no longer renting I felt like we needed to progress to the next level and my husband was adamant that we weren't financially ready for it and so when we looked at the debt I was like this is normal Americans buy houses with debt and you just get one of those loans where you you have no money down and then you just get a mortgage and so my husband was like no like we need to tackle this problem before we potentially expose ourselves to other things so we had to we held off on buying a home okay. for a few years no. before we can do that. And then from there, we really made it our objective to pay off our debt. Okay. And so that required 
a lot of sacrifices mm. and we are still in that process to be mm. honest and we are still sacrificing yeah, but and you guys are like big picture like yes. for you debt is yes. getting rid of mortgage no car payment exactly. uh, i don't think student loans play into it at no, this point no no thankfully yes uh, but that's again, already been taken you, care you, of you guys straddle two things you yeah. know it's like setting up for the future and mm-hmm. this so your husband's really chiseling away at a bigger plan right and he is on it so we set up a budget on okay. a monthly basis and so I, a monthly because there are people basis. that do a year like they make it just seem like a whole year no, divided by gotta, 12 right so tell life, me why that doesn't work right i mean life is not life isn't in a year life is day to day and i want to go to starbucks <laughs> and i want well, you have to birthdays that come up holidays oh, like I mean, your, when your you december have family, budget is different than your january for sure budget. and i come from a big family where there's just frankly too many children so there's a birthday party a graduation some sort of celebration literally around every corner so we're constantly it's a constant thing and while those are wonderful and joyous things in reality those put a lot of stress on your they they could put a lot of stress on your marriage Mm -hmm. um so that's tough so we do a monthly budget and I would prefer again. I would like to just be blissfully ignorant. Yeah, um, so not, I'm very right. I'm very no. thankful for my husband, who's like, no, we need to take a look at this. Like, what? So I'm someone that likes to spend. I don't like spending big mm-hmm. bucks on things, no. but I love spending small amounts no. in a hundred different ways. But that is usually the biggest killer. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's you a have totally to different scripture, but it's in Song of Songs. It says it's the little foxes that destroy the vineyard. Yeah. It's like those little, oh, a lot of people don't realize good. it, but it is those little purchases that they do add yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I was like that. My wife would always be like, I hope you realize like you're spending 10 here, 20 there. Because I would be like, I don't know where the money went. I and hate it like... when people are like, we'll calculate how much money they spend at like Dunkin' Donuts every day, yeah. no, a course of the year. And you're like, don't tell me that number. I don't want to know no, it. No, but it's good to view those Exactly. Things. You yeah. have to be as uncomfortable as it is yeah. because it's going to force you to change. It's almost yeah. like once you know what the hot dogs in New York City are made out of, then you're like, okay, now I can't eat these anymore. <laughs> it's the same thing with your spending. When yeah. you're looking at your spending habits, a lot of times when you really look at them, no. then you have to make a change to behavior. No, exactly. Because a lot of the issue, people treat it like their debt comes from what is referred to as their non-variable spending. Yes. So those are like the constant yep. monthly bills. Right. But it's really the um, variable aspects, the things that change monthly mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, I want to buy clothes. I want to go out to eat this amount of times. I want to do this. It's and a like, lot of times that's when people are using credit cards yes. and yep. thinking again, like, well, I don't do this all the time, so let me treat myself. And again, I'm not against treating no. yourself, but no. when you have a budget and you're actually making a plan for it, no. then those things that are intended to be good things don't become curses to you. No, and exactly. I think that that's, exactly. that sometimes is the the problem is we think, well, I'm going to do this because it's really good for me and I want to do this for myself. Like mentally I need, I need to pick me up. So mm-hmm. let me buy this for myself. No. But in the end, those things become detrimental to you no. because you didn't do it in a healthy way. No, exactly. Exactly. And it doesn't feel good. It's just temporary pleasure, but it, in the long run, you're just feeling swamped yeah. all yeah. over again. It, do, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't hide 
the right. actual debt issue that's going on. Right. So right. the monthly budget of getting that set up, mm-hmm. reviewing that budget, sticking to that budget. Sticking to the budget. Yeah. Right. Okay. And when you don't stick to the budget, okay. If you there are areas you that fall you fall off mess the up. horse, get back up and exactly. Do it you again. just kind of reassess and you're constantly doing that's it. Good. And we even, you know, you gotta factor in a budget yeah. uh, or a buffer, excuse me, yeah. um, for things that may come up. But as much yeah, as possible, yeah. you do need to and, and that's another thing. That's a great point too that you just brought up is emergencies. Emergencies are always going to happen. Yes, people act like they don't. Right. Oh, my brakes went, my tires, my... So when you begin to budget and you begin to even put aside a buffer for things like that, Mm -hmm. then when you have an emergency, again, it's not such a crisis because Mm -hmm. you've accounted for that somewhat in your budget. So those are important things that you need to really be mindful of and intentional about because we want every time something comes up, it's... If we're not planning for it, if we're not prepared for it, that hits differently than, you know what, I actually have money in the bank to cover this issue right now. It's a totally different experience. Beyond the budget, because obviously we talk about money that you uh, see and that you don't see. Mm -hmm. I know in your particular case, you guys do like a money budget. So Mm -hmm. you actually pay your bills like kind of like cash based. Right. Um, I do things a little bit differently. So again, why don't you kind of speak to what that process looks like and why why did you guys choose that? Why do you use that? Does it work for you? It does work for us. I mean, for us, cash, we very much operate in a cashless society, right? Yeah. So cash, I mean, there's a coin shortage. Like alleged. People, I say alleged. Alleged, <laughs> allegedly. I don't even want to hear the coin yes, shortage. You know? are, if you saw all the change I dumped in for BGMC, what the offering here, that's, so true. that's the kids' missions thing where they put in coins. Mm-hmm. And now the banks have removed the coin machines. And an alleged coin shortage. Right. The woman, the manager at the bank, she said that's nonsense. Yeah. So whatever with (laughs) the coin shortage. I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail today. (laughs) It brings up so many hot topics here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But cash really works for us. Like, again, for me, if it was up to me, I would be using my debit card. I'd be flying by Starbucks every day. I'd be like picking Starbucks, up. it's an issue. I mean, Just coffee. so the viewers know. She used know. to work there. I did. Yeah. I did. So I have this That's why really Starbucks weird allegiance to it. Yeah. Um, I'm Italian, so there's really caffeine just like going through my veins. That and pizza sauce. Stress, guilt, caffeine and There's pizza so sauce. much baked in. That's a whole other podcast. Um, but yeah, cash works for us because that transaction makes you feel it. Yeah. You know, when you're just using a credit card or a debit card, even a debit card i mean we use our debit card because sometimes obviously when you're paying for things online uh you need to use a debit card but i have cash i have uh within our monthly budget we Mm kind of create a a weekly or a monthly allowance on just like the type the money that we want to have on hand to buy things like a coffee if i need to run to the store and grab something i have the cash on me again I'm not making myself live like a pauper, um, but it's a plan. I'm intending to do it. And so when I run out of the cash, I know, okay, I need to stop it because I had a budget. Why did I exceed it? I probably overspent. Um, And so it's helpful because it it does help you to stick to a plan. Of course. Whereas if those bumpers are not there, I'd go off the rails. No, exactly. In my scenario. I don't want to, I don't advise this for everyone. In my particular case, um, we have... Um, credit cards that we use, mm-hmm. but we pay them. It has to be paid every month. So in that, we do rack up points or mm-hmm. cash benefit advantages. So if you happen to be out there and you are good with credit cards, you can use them to make money. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I have to buy gas every month. So there's like good cash back initiatives for that. 
Um, that is a system, but again, you've got to be okay with it. You've got to be good with it, and I would highly advise you've got to pay the whole bill every month mm -hmm. because that can easily just feel like, oh, I've got all this money, extra money. Sure, yeah. Like never pay money to the credit card company. Yep. Let them pay you the money back. And again, they say keep the number of cards very limited, like one card, two cards max. Do not go beyond those things yeah. because people just feel like I got a card for this and a card for everything. And, and it, they offer these attractive discounts. I mean, every time you go to the store, they're like, would you like to save 10% today, 20% today? And and I let them do their spiel because no. I don't want to be rude, but I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. I'm all set. And I say it and they'll ask me again and again right. and again. I'm like, no, thank you so much. I said, I really just have certain cards I work with, but yeah. thank you. Right. Yeah. What are other uh, things you guys? have implemented to help climb you know out of debt the, mm -hmm. the scenario of budget using cash to pay things so that you're actually feeling yep. that um, what, are, what are other things that you guys had to strive to take care well, of well uh, I mean we also have been willing to sell things to okay. to also make sure that we're putting that towards debt okay. so uh, my husband is pretty funny he'll look around the house every once in a while and be like do you want to sell that do you want to sell that okay. you know we're currently eating off of a card table which is crazy <laughs> to some but we sold our dining room table set and I just thought, you know, we can eat off of this table for a bit of time so that I could save up and spend to buy the type of table I want That's versus nice. just yep. buying. So we'll we'll go around and we'll even sell things that we're not using. I've had tag mm -hmm. sales. And some people might think, well, what's that going to do? But again, it's like we're making the right decisions in the in the right direction. Exactly. So all of it helps. So for yeah. us, we've been willing to get rid of things to sell, to put it towards debt, because for us, it's more important that we pay that off because another very big thing that's important to us is we want to be generous people. Of course. And nothing makes you feel like you can't be generous when you're just calculating all of the money you owe no. to different places. No, exactly. And so we feel like if we make these sacrifices now, no. which for a time it's a sacrifice, no. you know, most people don't want to eat off of a card table. No. Uh, but we're going to do that now so that way we're completely debt free. So in the future when we want to give money to things that we feel are important, we're not inhibited by that. We're no. fully free to make that decision on our own. No, and also something that we've just always applied to our own life is as we're you know going out there and we're willing to make decisions. I mean, when mm -hmm. we moved from Holland, now mind you, we were waiting for um, a shipping container to come in. Mm -hmm. But uh, I remember we just ate off of like uh, cardboard boxes of things that were delivered. Yeah. And our kids like thought that was the best. Yeah. We, we had pizza... <laughs> We were sitting on boxes and like they think that was like the most awesome meal right. they've ever had. So it's funny how certain times kids can view things. Mm -hmm. uh, and we didn't mind. We knew that it was just a temporary fix. Right. However, when we had to kind of furnish our home in America, that's really looking for deals. Right. I mean, my wife does not. She's relentless. Mm -hmm. And I think that people feel like they always want to have this air of, Paying full price makes it feel like you're wealthy, right. makes it feel like you're living in luxury. Mm -hmm. The secret to most wealthy people is they are getting deals on everything. Mm -hmm. They never pay full price. Mm -hmm. They're always saying, can I get a discount on that? Right. Uh, a simple, simple little tips. Uh, my wife constantly checks every receipt. You would be surprised the number of times at the right. grocery store things are getting double scan, triple scan. 
check your receipt, basic, for basic sure. thing. And another thing I always tell people, I worked in the medical field for many years. Yes, medical bills. You really have to be careful with medical bills too because people make mistakes and very uh, more no. than once I've looked at a bill I've received from a doctor's office or whatever and I've looked at and I've questioned it. You call your insurance, make sure that it's the correct amount that no. you're being charged no. because you kind of have to be an advocate for yourself in those areas. Yep, never assume. And and if you have a plan and you have a financial strategy, yep. you don't want these things to be things that you're ignoring. So no, again, exactly. it takes a little bit of time. And you do. You can call the medical billing department of yep. anywhere and tell them, I want a full bill. Sure. You would be surprised what you're going to find in there. Yep. And every hospital, at least for the state of Connecticut, you can call them up, go over the bills with them. Exactly. I know it from practical experience. Yep. They've been awesome to work with mm-hmm. and they are willing to help you and they're willing to look at your bill and they will tell you you've been overcharged and they'll they'll do all of that really like the health insurance world in this country especially for those that are mm-hmm. older that live on fixed incomes mm-hmm. please check these bills yeah. please question look at these things, things. Yes. don't be afraid to question it and then another thing that is really key is uh planning for the future yes. so like retirement yeah. planning yeah. life insurance policies oh but you know we're gonna live forever right and that's not our problem right <laughs> yeah exactly but uh but as, that's a hard thing as a pastor and i've seen it throughout the years whether it was overseas or here and this yes. is not to pinpoint a certain person or situation yep. so please if you're watching and you know that we were involved in a funeral we're not we're not targeting you we're There's just been talking so many from life as well in general. yeah uh, but please understand I think because of those experiences, like I have just made sure for my wife and my family Mm -hmm. that like things are just set up properly so that like she would never have to be dealing with like this strain. Mm -hmm. Now, some people look at this too. Well, like you're the dad. And again, because of our moving transition, I was like the main Mm -hmm. income person. The breadwinner. However... Uh, and this was also wise advice, like just as much as there's a life insurance policy for me, there's one for her. Exactly. Because if something happened to her as she's running around taking care of kids, saving us money, yeah. that saves us money. Exactly. If she's not there, that costs us money. Mm-hmm. So we have made uh, certain decisions based on that because let's let's be real, funerals are expensive. So expensive. Yep. And if you've not had experience in it, I had, I've unfortunately had to do this a couple of times now Mm -hmm. for my own family members. And it's, it's a shock at what the costs are. And I think we always hear about how expensive it is, but you know, there's also not a lot of leniency with it. You got to pay the bill. It's not something that you could could extend over a long period of time. And I always say this planning a funeral and having to deal with the arrangements when you're grieving the loss of a loved one is awful. Like no one wants to have to, you know, talk business when no. they're when they're broken hearted. But it's a very different situation when you also have no money to pay for it. Because exactly. then it's now it's like compounding grief yeah. and frustration and worry. It's no. just a lot. So to be thinking about those things ahead of time is really for the benefit of the people that yeah, you're just leaving like behind. Ba- basic, basic costs for things because people are like, oh, well, I can't afford that. You know, when you look at insurances, mm-hmm. but really find a policy. Something is better than nothing. And that's where good financial planners come yeah. or advisors. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of TV ads and things like that that are on yeah. the TV that are a little, yeah, a be, little be, scary. Yeah, don't do that. Right. Yeah. But if you talk to and, uh, you know, there's also a lot of good Christian financial advisors. Yeah. I know of a few myself. Um, that are people that 
have a good heart. They're not looking to just nope. make money on the premium policy. Yeah. You know, they're looking to actually give people good tools for their exactly. themselves and their future. That's so, important. So some things too, with the sense of planning, it's not only climbing out of debt, it's also being able to set up a good plan for mm-hmm. retirement. Exactly. Uh, generations are different, but mm-hmm. I think you and I are very much aware, and this is the story that's being pumped to us. There may be no funds available by the time we are able to collect Social Security. So we need to make our own retirement plans. Mm -hmm. Now, again, like any good person, I want to work. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, I want to stop working as quickly as possible. We were meant to work. That's yeah. how God designed us to do things. What are you going to do with all like, that time on your hands? No, really, like so much free time. Like we all want this luxury of feeling like we're sitting at a beautiful island mm-hmm. uh, basking. It's like that's not reality. No. Reality is we're going to work for most of our life. And healthcare costs are so expensive and they're just going to probably, unless some, something Something's drastically do, changes. Yeah, I know. And then planning that's, not only for oof, retirement, I get heated but in that also conversation. planning for um, eventual death as well. And yeah. again, we don't like to hear those words. People don't want to deal with no. it. It is a fact of life. Right. Debt is part of life. Uh, paying off bills is part of life. You're never going to escape it. You're not going to escape death unless Jesus happens to return. Mm-hmm. But he said, it's almost like he says, plan as if he's like almost like never coming, mm-hmm. but be ready for him to come at a moment's notice. And I think too, again, that speaks to how people relate to money. Because when you are already... When money is already such a difficult topic for you and you feel like you're like the last thing I'm going to think about is, you know, the cost that it's going to be to my family to bury me Um, because it's like that. That is not a problem for today. I'm literally like scraping to get by today. Why am I going to worry about those financial problems? So but again, like if you have a plan and take it step by step. You can make progress and every day is new and you can start somewhere and get help, uh, have other people look at the the finances with you because a lot of times it takes an objective perspective and be willing to to listen. Yeah, exactly. Take other people's. You know, I think it's it is a funny thing where people don't want financial advice. They're broke and they don't want financial advice. It's like, I don't need you to tell me how to spend my money when a lot of times, and this is across the board, like we need other people to help yes. us when yeah. we have a strategy that is clearly not working. Yeah. We need to be willing to hear other people yeah, it's like that are looking a, to help you. If you have a you. broken bone, you get an operation. Yeah, if your so finances be willing are broke, to hear get help. It. Yeah, exactly. Just for the for your own betterment. Exactly. And again, it, it releases you. And back to scripture, you read the verse earlier. Uh, you know, you are a slave to the lender. Yeah. We don't need to be a slave to anyone. No, we want to exactly. be, we want our relationship with the Lord to be free and open. Yeah, exactly. And without anyone else tethering us to anything no, else. Exactly. Some simple steps. And again, this is to help you out in this process. Mm-hmm. The first step is, uh, you know, again, as you pay off the debt, make the plan, all right, we're, we're dealing with reality. We're dealing with inflation, yep. you know, happening. What do we do? What are some simple steps to help mm-hmm. people out? Well, first and foremost, again, for me, and I can only speak from my own experience mm-hmm. to the people here, giving to the Lord has just always been an important factor yes. because yes. it's just showing, Lord, you're my provider, right. no matter what I'm going through. And we believe in the principle of the tie that give the Lord 10%. There are people that say, I can't afford to do it. I've always looked at it as I can't afford not to do that. Right. 
uh, he has always come through mm -hmm. and been my provider mm -hmm. in that. So again, no matter how much of a pickle I was in, mm -hmm. giving was always part of that equation. And it becomes a blessing. I think yeah. Pastor Josh actually just talked about this on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. When you don't feel like this is something that you're almost like bearing shame over, like yeah. you're not giving back to the Lord. No. It's not something that you're wrestling with. There's no. a blessing in knowing that. It gives a release. It, it is a release, yeah. right. Yeah. And like you're honoring uh, the system and the, that is scriptural yeah. uh, because there's a blessing in it. There's You see that you're showing there's evidence in where your trust is yeah, and where your reliance God, is. You, you are the one who exactly. provides for me. Yes. I've seen him. Honestly, I could probably fill episodes. Honestly, my kids have heard these stories from my wife and yeah. I of the Lord breaking through over Same. and over yeah. and over again. Even, you know, there are mistakes and things that happen. Sometimes uh, financial emergencies come. You didn't plan them. Right. It's an accident. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they come and you did do it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and guess what? The Lord is gracious enough to help you out with exactly. both of them. You own it and you're like, Lord. Yeah, own it and go to him. Yeah. Get the help that you need. I messed up here. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to make, especially money problems. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen. Exactly. And you just got to move past well, it. Well, some things people don't like doing, again, asking for discounts. Mm -hmm. Another thing, anytime you go to the grocery store, just looking at a circular. Yeah. And everyone's like, I don't have time to go to all different grocery stores. Okay, I get it. Right. However, like we happen to know as a family, like every Tuesday there's a meat discount mm -hmm. at a certain grocery store. Well, guess what day of the week we buy our meats? Yeah. Tuesday. And we freeze them. Yeah. Because the price is like significant. It is sure. worth the 15 minutes of driving there, yeah. getting the meat, and then freezing it for the week. And also there's not the same type of time crunch as it was no. back in the day. You yeah. had to like investigate you had to kind of put it's all these all pieces online. together just go online and look for deals yeah, even going look into for the ways store, how to save money right there exactly there's so many things yeah. i mean you you don't have to invest the yeah. same there amount are people of time too. i don't like cutting coupons and again you don't need to be like crazy couponer but i remember growing up and i my stepmother always did that mm -hmm. like if we were at my dad's on the weekend uh she would always sit at the table right after breakfast and mm -hmm. she would cut coupons for just basic she right. would only cut coupons for the things she used right she right. wasn't because a lot of times people are like oh coupons things you end don't up need. spending more no money. it's like oh sure. this is the orange juice we drink yeah that simple coupon goes a long way mm -hmm. also the customer like discount card when yeah. you go to a grocery store just the fact that it can not take, the credit card no, but the discount card the discount those card. are good yes get them yes. for any store you go to yeah discount card please remember that word discount card <laughs> and then scan it every single time whether right. it's accruing bonus points yep. whether it's um uh helping you take money off the bill right like you do want that every time and there are people like oh i don't have time for that but yet they're constantly complaining yeah that they're in debt it's like a basic thing to yeah do. i mean you set priorities we as much as we feel like time is not our own there no. is aspects of it that you prioritize what is important to you oh definitely so if Even it's important to you to be whole, financially the, stable that would be something that you the would whole look gas into. issue just simply on your phone just in the radius in which you live right. look at the cheapest gas prices mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a little quick tip, but on an annual basis, mm -hmm. do you know that you can save hundreds of dollars just by filling up in the morning versus the afternoon really? or evening? Okay. Yes, That's because gas know. expands. Okay. So even in the summertime, please realize like filling up before the sun is actually up or at before it's wow. full up like Good afternoon. Good tip. I didn't know that. Yes. So those are like little tiny things. Yeah. It's like, and again, I don't always do that all yeah. the time. 
But um, please, like, think of those things. They will save you money in yep. the long run. Mm -hmm. They're very helpful uh, scenarios for you. Yep. Lastly, just kind of as we uh, close off, because there's tons of things you can we do. We could go on and if on, you as you can tell. If you need advice or help, please feel free to reach out to us. <laughs> but the last thing, and again, I do want to reiterate that for you. If you're in a place and you are struggling, please always feel free. Reach out to Bethel, New England. Yes. If we're not even in your area, you watch from somewhere else, we can help point you in some direction. So please uh, feel free to email uh, podcast at BethelNE.com. Mm -hmm. Again, that's podcast at BethelNE.com. We'd be willing to help you out. If you do attend Bethel, New England, we have a financial class. Again, I don't want to sell it, but it's a great class. Yes. I would highly advise people if you need that. Uh, I don't know when it's going to be on our cycle, but we'll get that information out to you. We'd love for you to be a part of that. But lastly, don't uh, close off being discouraged. Our prayer for you is genuinely that you would learn that the Lord is your provider. Jesus, when he spoke about money, which he talked a lot about it in the Gospels. One of as the most talked about issue in the Bible. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, he knows our hearts. Right. And he would just say, really, money should not be our master. Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, I don't want to deal with money. Uh, money's evil. No, the Bible says the love of money is evil. Exactly. But money is a necessary vehicle right. that gets you from A to B to C. And God is not shy about it, nor should you be. But please realize one tip in all of this, that the Lord is your provider. And the debt that you're in, the problems that you're facing, don't run away from him. Mm -hmm. Don't feel the guilt. Don't let the guilt and the shame settle in deeply. Bring those things to the Lord and ask him to be your provider and ask him to be your helper because he is more than willing to help you out with all of those scenarios. Yeah, and if you're listening to us today and you think and you you know you're hearing from our experiences and you think, well, you have no idea what I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. The my problems are so much bigger or what have Oof. you. We we you just know, can't get into it on a podcast. Right. I mean, we understand <laughs> that the financial situations that some people find themselves in are very dire and yeah. difficult and again, it may feel like a mountain that is immovable, yeah. but uh, we believe that the Lord can move any mountain. Exactly. And it's possible. Exactly. And, and piece by piece. Exactly. Even if, piece by piece. Start with something. See, exactly. If you feel like uh, this is too much for me, start with something. Right. Start somewhere. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope if you're watching and you're having a relaxing day, great. If you're commuting right now, enjoy the rest of your commute. God bless you. And uh, join us next time for You've Got This. See you.